1: Hey guys, how's everyone's day going? Just sitting here at the studio, hanging out.
2: It's nice, isn't it?
1: (laughs) It, It's real nice. You know, I... It's a good day outside.
2: Oh, it so is. Mm -hmm. Do we need like uh, some shots of espresso to go around?
1: Maybe. Would that be fun? Yeah, that'd be nice. Okay. Okay, let's rock this.
2: I, I was gonna I can't even. I'm just laughing now because that was perfect. It's so funny. Like we come in with like, oh my gosh, we have so much energy, and it's like ah, because that's like in my sleep. That's the kind of energy that I have.
1: Really? Just ask Sarah. It's so funny,
2: uh, and I am sure I've shared this, but I had a conversation the other night between Yoda and a Russian man.
0: Oh my goodness!
2: It was all me having. It was a you know legitimate, understandable conversation. Night. Nice. Yeah, so the energy never dies, but that just that's how I feel today. When you were like, hey guys, I'm like, Yeah. Just kinda chill. Yeah. It's like, just a nice day.
1: I have energy, but I'm relaxed. That's you a know? good thing, isn't it? Yeah.
2: Relaxed and energy at the yes. same time. Yes. Mm. Well, I spent some time in the sun today. Uh not a lot, but you know, it's been so cold and it's been windy and it's been cloudy and snowy. And today it was just like, oh wow. You know, it was fifty which is nice Mm -hmm. and the sun was very bright and I just sat there and I sat there and I just, I was like, Oh, Superman has it right. Yes. (laughs) The yellow sun. (laughs) Oh my god. No, it's true.
1: Especially at this time of year, you got to get it in while you can.
2: You know, if you live down in the Southern areas, Mm -hmm. I think you're out in the sun most of the year. You don't realize the lack of vitamin D that we, you know, Coloradoans and, and Northern other Northerners have.
1: Yeah. I think sometimes, though, we don't take advantage of it like we should. Like, I think people blame the weather for not going outside when it's like, you could have gone outside today. Well, today was perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Well, today, but in other days, you know. like But this week, I would say
2: most of this week was cloudy.
1: Like, I was like, oh, I'm going to
2: go outside. I'm excited. And there's no sun.
1: And super windy, too. Oh, and I hate wind. I hate wind also.
2: Yeah, that is a... That's a bad thing. You know, when you see trash cans and small children rolling, you know, along the road because <laughs> of the wind, it's just not good. No. So, it's really. We, you know, what's so weird though, too, is normally in the fall, we don't get wind. It's usually very nice. It's mild. We actually got an early snow, which was cool. The wind doesn't kick in until like late January or February.
1: I know the worst time of year, too.
2: Oh, yeah. It's just
1: the holidays are over and everything's oh, dead and it's windy. Everybody.
2: And- takes their lights down.
1: Yes. That's when I
2: think we need to move the real Brian studios to like, I don't know, Hawaii or uh, Fiji, you know, something like that.
1: Or we need, okay. I know
2: just Valentine's
1: day is in February, but yeah. we need something else to look forward to like January, February, you know, cause that's what happens. The holidays are over and then it's just kind of sad till like it warms yeah. up
2: again. And Valentine's day is one of those I don't know if anybody ever really looks forward to that day.
1: No, it's, it's like an obligation. High pressure. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm.
2: I know. It's like you look forward to uh, Halloween. Well, some people do uh, Thanksgiving. Some people do Christmas, you know, all of those. I mean, it's like you look for it and then it's like right after New Year's you go, "Uh oh, St. Patrick's Day is kind of fun. But,
1: I've never been a huge St. Patrick's Day person.
2: Uh, yeah. I mean, it's like we get together with friends and we do corned beef and cabbage and yeah, you know, I mean, you have fun, but it's like we're not out old town drinking green beer and taking our shirts off
0: and you know see and i work
1: in old town yeah so i have to meander through all of that (laughs) so it's usually (laughs) kind of a nuisance yeah (laughs) It, it well and the parade makes it hard for clients to get to the salon true yeah
0: true
2: although the parades can be fun if you're attending them
1: But see, even the parades these past couple years, I mean, it's all advertisement. Oh, that's like no one actually makes really cute floats that are exciting. It's just people are pulling trailers on the back of their truck that say like
2: vote for somebody. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) yeah. They used to be really cool. I mean, you'd get all this creativity. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, and then they'd throw out like green bagels and candy. That doesn't
1: happen anymore. They just advertise their things and that
2: is a travesty
1: people stand and wave but they're not they're i don't know they're wearing green i guess
2: <laughs> what if well, this would be considered an act of terrorism so that's not a good idea oh no i was gonna say what if we just all had paintballs on the sidelines and just shot the floats and said not creative enough you know but that's Our that's probably balls, terrorism
1: well yeah they're kind of painful aren't they they can be maybe we should have like water balloons
2: well i'm not saying you actually shoot the person you shoot the float
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't yeah, want to yeah, hurt anyone. Okay, I was gonna say, let's hit people with like water balloons. See that would, but those can hurt too. That's true, and it's March, so it might be really cold. Yeah, so we yeah. give someone hypothermia. Mm. We'll figure it out. <laughs> kinda, we have a couple months. Yeah, we're on the right track, though. Yes. Water
2: balloons, frozen water balloons, and paintballs. So yeah. we'll we'll keep going on that. You know.
1: Okay. I like this.
2: Well, sure, Ter. Thanks for joining me.
1: Thanks for having You're me. You're back. I'm back.
2: So this is crazy. So first time you and I have just done this, which is good.
1: Yeah. So
2: I think we're, uh, you know, we're going to rock this so hard. I, I don't know, I think, I think people are probably going to pass out from, Excitement. you know, that yes, yes. Excellence. Um, so, you know, warning by the end of this episode, you're going to be passed out. So make sure you're not driving.
1: Yeah. yeah. And you have a soft pillow to <laughs> land on. <laughs> What's going on?
2: know anymore oh my gosh so you're trekking through life you're telling me this just trekking yeah, one day at a time yeah tell me a little bit more
1: well I mean where I work you know you always have people you know clients coming back after six weeks and they ask what's new with you and I really don't have much to say right now but mm. sometimes that's kind of nice you know like nothing crazy's going on you're getting your work done you're getting things done and just moving through life trying hard at this adulting thing you know (laughs)
2: yeah oh gosh
1: should we be though that's (laughs) it i think it's all about balance
2: yeah i was was just talking to somebody about this and there's a responsibility and a maturity that comes with adulting adulthood you know which is good but i think there's also a level of seriousness and, and we've talked about seriousness versus sincerity there's a level of seriousness that i just think is not healthy necessary yeah i agree yeah
1: I agree, but see, I think I swing a little bit too much that way, so I need to find the balance. Like,
2: you swing towards what
1: fun and well, that's good, yeah. But sometimes you really do have to adult. You yeah. know, we had a coworker. Um, she retired earlier this year, but she came back to help on a day we were really busy, and she came into the break room and told us all she had a migraine or not a migraine, just a really bad headache, and I offered her some ibuprofen mm-hmm. out of my purse. And she was so shocked that I had ibuprofen in my purse. And she asked me, have you been adulting <laughs> since I left? <laughs> oh, Cause gosh. that's such an, like an adult thing to have. I feel is uh, ibuprofen yeah, in your purse.
2: I mean, I carry it around in my backpack.
1: Yeah. Well, you you know. You're, you're doing a great job.
2: Yeah. But if you're out and you got a headache, then what?
1: I know. But when you're, I don't know, I feel like I never had it. And then I, you know, I work with a bunch of women who, Our moms, Mm -hmm. you know, from little kids to adult children. But so getting I'm usually the one who is in the break room, like, guys, I have a headache. And then you have three moms being like, do you need ibuprofen? Have you been drinking water? You know? Yeah. And I'm, I mean, not becoming a mom, but
2: an adult. (laughs) Sure. Cause I even think like when I was in college, I think I always had ibuprofen with me. Every time I travel, I always stick it in my bag.
1: I feel like you're taking away my. Success. No, no, this is <laughs> a success. You're downplaying my success. <laughs> no, 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 I'm actually trying to like say yes, this
2: is cool. <laughs> Never mind.
1: No, I'm, just, <laughs> I'm just kidding. You're okay, like, so I've had ibuprofen no, no, for I'm, years I'm, I'm, now.
2: <laughs> <And> so the <laughs> way that I like learn and, and like uh, converse with people is to bring personal experiences as, as well or else like i go wait what did you just say
1: no i'm just kidding
2: <laughs> it is funny though because i've had people tell me that like dude you're just taking away like no oh yeah i am because i'm trying to relate
1: yeah that's just who totally. i am yeah. that's
2: something i'm learning in adulthood is relating in a way that doesn't one-up somebody
1: oh no because i'm not trying to i'm know, just trying to relate because yeah. you've been
2: having well, be let me give you something so better long. than what <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. I hear that too. Well, I got something better. <laughs> Did you feel that? Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I haven't great. ran out of gas in a while. I've been paying my bills. It's been nice. I've been carrying my ibuprofen. That's
2: good. Yeah. So there's the, okay, let me ask you this then adulting versus I've never heard that term before. So that's actually funny. Adulting versus, you know, fun, crazy, whatever uh-huh. youthful. Let's say youth thing, youth thing in okay. adulting, okay. whatever. So would you say? Picture this. Okay. You, you take your your Volkswagen,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and you're driving like super fast. Uh huh. And you know where there's like cliffs and stuff, big, lo- you know, huge cliffs. Yes. You put a brick on the gas pedal. Uh huh. And as soon as you get close to the cliff, you jump out and you watch your car fly over the cliff. I mean, is that
1: would, mm. would you consider
2: that to be a little too you thing?
1: A little bit. Kind yeah. Of, Yeah. Gosh. I think those days are behind me. (laughs) How many cars have you done that with? (laughs) Not too many. No, just kidding. (laughs) Only three. Yeah. (laughs) You know
2: that would be hilarious with like a junker.
1: You'd have to be like a professional stunt double or something to pull that off. I feel like if I I feel like if you and I were to send a car down a hill and had to jump off a cliff. Yeah. And we're supposed to jump off of it before it went in. I don't know if we could successfully do that without injuring ourselves
2: yeah or we'd just get stuck in the car and like dang it yeah like auto
1: lock or something yeah
2: and they're just flying (laughs)
1: yes (laughs) that didn't work
2: (laughs) that was cool for about 10
1: yeah
2: you see those in movies you know that's just not a very normal thing people being able to jump out of a moving car like that, no
1: definitely not sometimes you struggle you know getting off like the walking you know, the things in DIA that make you walk faster. They're not like S. Yeah. Yeah. Those are hard walk, enough. I can't imagine walkways. a moving vehicle. Yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. I know you kind of lose your your balance every time yeah. you get off. If you're not mm-hmm. really. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. Getting it flying out of a vehicle, especially from a sitting position, too. And you're not stepping out. You're pushing out, flying out. You have to tuck and roll, right? Well, I think you jump, though. You have to actually spring out of the seat. So you seat. don't like
1: roll under the car or something?
2: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Oh, because you're at that momentum that the car is. So you want to make sure that you you land properly. So, I mean, this is a lot of training.
1: Yeah. Maybe we shouldn't. No. Okay. Let's we'll find something
2: bad idea. Let's skip that. one. Yeah. Having those responsibilities and, you know, the maturity that's important. I mean, it really is. I was thinking too, that so many times we get so caught up in the seriousness of things too, though. Um, and the maturity of things like, Oh, well, you know, blah, blah, blah. And you start worrying as an entrepreneur, you're always thinking about ways to, grow and do new things and, and all that which is just you know one thing right but it's easy to get caught up in that because it's important you know yeah versus just let it go yeah have fun yeah you know I, I've done that with this show even where it's just like you know I bet if I just said ah screw it we're just going to talk about whatever the heck we want and just do whatever we want you know within a professional level of course
0: yeah
2: <laughs> I don't think anyone would care. I think it'd be actually a lot of fun.
1: I think so too. Because you try to go, well, I need to,
2: I need to make this all, you know, sound nice and we need to mm, do something. (laughs) (laughs) I can't can't even figure out what I'm trying to say here.
1: No, I totally get what you're saying. Yeah. We, not so much planning and just more doing.
2: Yeah. And letting things go.
1: Letting things go.
2: And just chilling and, you know, oh, and this is something I feel like that the more that I've learned and I'm not talking about wisdom. So like the more knowledge I've gained mm-hmm. and I know I've said something like this before, the more knowledge I've gained that has not been applied to like wisdom and application in my life or whatever, the worse off I've been right in almost every way. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, like my my belief goes down, my confidence goes down, my faith in, in things or people or whatever goes down. It's true. You just know too much. Ignorance is bliss. It, I mean, there's something to be said about that. Like yes. I, I truly believe in seeking wisdom and understanding things and then applying it, you know, like yes. making healthier yes. responses or choices in general. But man, like learning more. Somebody says knowledge is power. It's so not true. <laughs> I've never seen that be true. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say wisdom can be power.
1: You know, yeah, maturity yeah.
2: can be power.
1: Where you learn things, and you're like, I could have gone my whole life not knowing this and been totally fine. Or like yeah.
2: you learn something, and you just go, I personally, I mean, like that's nice. That was cool, but I simply don't need that in my life. I'm yeah. never going to utilize that for whatever reason.
1: That's how I felt my whole math career. <laughs> I would so be. I'm with you. You know.
2: Yes. You know, it's so funny as like accounting was huge for me. Uh-huh. Didn't realize it at the time, but I do now with that finance, with business side of things. Mm-hmm. But even then, you know, if you don't have the propensity for it, you know, you're, you're going to hire somebody else that yeah, knows more than right? you. But oh my gosh, I took business calculus. I don't remember anything. Never learned it. I mean, never really learned it. I struggled to that Cause class. Because you didn't
1: apply it. So you didn't. Yeah. I've yeah. never
2: had to use it. Yeah. And I never will.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And if I ever did, well, the world's in trouble. because <laughs> I'm not going to figure it out.
1: Yes, I feel the same way, but I also know that learning things, even if you'll, you never apply it, it keeps your brain sharp.
2: So having curiosity
1: is good. Yes. Well, and that's, I guess that's what my mom always told me when I would complain about math growing up. She would say, yeah, but it's good for your brain.
2: Yeah. Learning new things. Good challenge. Absolutely. I'm hearing this all the time. Oh, this person has eighty whatever, ADD, ADHD, Mm -hmm. you know, PCP, whatever all those terms are. (laughs) Everybody's got all these, these diseases and these disorders now. And I'm like, do we really though? Or are we just not interested in that?
1: Society has kind of made us all ADD also. Oh yeah. We're always on our phones and being Mm -hmm. sucked into this and this and this. It is hard to focus on one thing at a time.
2: We have so many things happening at us. Yeah. At one time, it's insane. Uh Uh-huh. Granted, there's like the upbringing, whatever your formative years, whatever happens to you mm-hmm. kind of can affect you. So like being abused will create this level of thing. However, what a lot of people don't look at is the emotional underlay that that can cause in like a lot of life. Yeah. A lot of people never, ever look at those things. They don't acknowledge those things. They just say, well, that person's ADD. Yeah. There's a lot more going on there. So I think because we're, we're watching um, still Last Chance you on Netflix, which is uh-huh. interesting. And they work with a lot of their kids that grew up in some pretty bad situations. Yeah. One of the guys, you know, his, his father was crazy one night, ran out and shot his mother and then father shot himself. Yeah. That's tragic. And that's extremely traumatic for uh-huh. anybody. Right. You know, they're looking at, well, he's not interested in school. Well, why is he not interested in school? Well, he just does. He doesn't apply himself. Well, okay. He, sh- he saw his father shoot his mom and then shoot himself. Maybe there's something in there about not believing in anything. Maybe he doesn't believe in himself. Maybe he doesn't believe, you know, he ever has a future in this yeah, life. Maybe he thinks definitely. he's going to end, end up like his dad, you know, yeah. and they actually do get to that where mm-hmm. they start looking at those things. Yeah. I don't know why I'm talking about this, but I just, I just, there's so much more in there. I think that we just don't look at. We don't consider those things that they do affect us. And so having confidence, I mean, shoot, confidence is something that I used to have just naturally didn't even uh-huh. think about it. Went through a tough time in life, lost it. And I've been trying to build it back and it's yeah. really, really, really hard. Uh-huh. Um, and somebody will say something and I'll just be like, okay, whatever. And then I'll be like, oh, I just instantly regret that because you know yeah. that person owns you now. You Yeah. Know? Yes. It challenges your brain. Like you said, uh-huh. that's good. But I think what's really good is to challenge your brain and learning something new that you're actually interested in because you will do well. Now, I don't care if you're ADD or ADHD, you're going to learn it and you're going to excel at it. Yeah. Well, because you care
1: about it. And I think too, not necessarily even what you're learning, but how you're learning it for kids. You know, like not all people learn the same way. So That's true. When you put a group of, you know, a room with thirty kids together, they're never gonna learn the same way. They're thirty different individuals.
2: Although it's one learning style.
1: Exactly. But then if one kid doesn't get that learning style and I'm by no means anti medication at all, but I do think that's part of the problem is it's like, oh, this kid learns differently, so there's something wrong with him. Exactly. You know, or it's a six year old boy. I mean, I agree with you. I think one, we need to look at people's history and two, everyone's different. So Mm -hmm. people are going to learn differently. They're going to be interested in different things. And I totally agree where it's not this cookie cutter. Oh, well, if you don't learn this way, if you don't like these things, there's something wrong with you, you know?
2: Oh yeah. It's interesting because like you're talking about trekking along in life. And I've been kind of doing the same thing where it's just like, there's not a lot new with all of my issues from that failed surgery. You know, it's like mm-hmm. my my back and my sciatic are, are really causing me some problems right now. So I'm living a life of pain, which is not fun. No. And so you don't experience as much when you're in that moment, you know. Yeah. But one, uh, you know, one thing I have been doing, which is kind of interesting. I mean, some of, some of it's curiosity and some of it's kind of just, you know, you have another uh, experience or an interaction with somebody and it brings up like oh hmm, this is a good point yeah but it's sort of like unpacking things yeah you know? and i start to, and, and i talked about this a couple of weeks ago with the idea of the the enneagram and learning your personality type and stuff like that with that has been unpacking some interesting things going along the lines of like when i was younger i talked a lot in class
0: mm-hmm.
2: and instead of somebody coming along and helping me to understand why talking in that moment was disrespectful for example yeah and there's nothing wrong with me being talkative. I was just told, well, you're a trouble person and there's something wrong with you. Like yeah. you said. Yeah. Or being this, this personality that I am, as I've realized I have a lot of interests. I can relate to a lot of different people, but most people don't understand that. So they try to make you someone into their own image mm-hmm. sort of thing, which totally. can totally destroy your entire, you know, best you sort of thing. Yeah. So yeah, I've been, I've been unpacking that a lot and just more embracing the fact of like, oh no, this is me. There's nothing wrong with this. No. In fact, there's a lot of other people like me, but they may not realize it either. Yeah. But we've all been told that there's something "quote" wrong with us because mm-hmm. we don't fit into this one mold that someone created. Totally. It's interesting, and yeah. and I, I used to have a lot of bitterness towards it, and I don't anymore just because now I understand. Yeah. It's one of those things where you just kind of go, "Nope, <laughs> I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna conform to that."
1: Totally. So
2: yeah, it's when cool. Well, I think
1: in a way, like everyone's experienced that, whether it be, oh yeah, you're not okay because your personality you're not okay because your body type you're not you know it's just yeah you're not okay because how you look how you act we need to stop focusing on what's wrong with each other and maybe celebrating differences rather than mm-hmm. you're right trying to conform everyone to this ideal yeah this is
2: kind of a a funny thing and, and don't take it the wrong way so like <laughs> well I just don't want anyone else to either but we're at the CSU basketball game uh-huh. and, and I'm excited about this you know because we're finally going and I yeah. like watching basketball Got there a little early and the women's team was still playing. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I realized this, but it is exactly because we were just talking about like different body type as far mm-hmm. as like there's an expectation. Yeah. I got to tell you, like I had so many people coming to me when I was doing Aero Squad and being like, why don't all men look more like Oliver Queen? Uh-huh. You know, who's just jacked up. He's doing salmon ladders. You know, you know, somebody asked Diggle, the guy that plays Diggle on the show, yeah. who's this giant guy, just beastly. Somebody says, I want to know how I look like you, essentially. Mm -hmm. What's your workout regimen? And and this guy's like, don't. I don't want you to look like me. He's like, if you do, you'll never eat anything fun again. You won't even eat much at all. You'll be in the gym six to eight hours a day. You're going to hurt yourself. He goes, all of this right here, all these muscles, it's not real. It's just for show to prove a point on, on TV, basically. Totally. And so as we're at this game, I'm looking at this and I you know, and I don't see this very often because I'm six four. Mm-hmm. Most of the women that I interact with are shorter than me. Uh-huh. However, you look at these basketball women and some of them are taller than me. And it's really? actually kinda of fun to look up yeah. like, Oh, look but they have this certain build Uh that I'm like, that is different than I typically see. Yeah. And then the cheerleaders come out and they have a different build. Yeah. And so everybody's like, how come you don't quote conform to this way and you go, okay, cheerleaders have a certain build because they have to do certain physical things that Mm -hmm. somebody that's six foot four couldn't do probably. Yeah. But these cheerleaders wouldn't succeed in basketball because they're shorter. They have different types of muscle build.
1: So on and so forth. I'm five foot three. If I tried to play basketball, (laughs) It'd be, well, okay. My height is like one of the many reasons I couldn't play basketball, sure, but sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's I not totally to say that it. you,
2: it's not to say you couldn't, it's just to say that typically people have different builds, people have different body types and they're all gifted in different ways. Yeah, totally. But I think when we try to make people conform to the certain image or the certain mm-hmm. personality or the certain way of learning or whatever, you really start to get into trouble.
1: Oh yeah. And I think we've
2: tried to do that way too much. Yeah. So I don't know. It was, it was just a very interesting moment where I was like, Oh, okay. See, I'm seeing this look right here in front of me ripped. Mm -hmm. Um, But again, I think men have this thing they're trying to conform to, you know, totally. I'm six, four and I'm skinny and everybody be like, "Uh, I literally have track coaches. Pull me aside. Even at CSU after I probably 10 years after I graduated, (laughs) they'd still pull me aside. Hey, you want to come run for our team? Like I've graduated, you know, yeah.
1: <laughs> but I was
2: like, I hate it running, but yeah. it was this automatic. Well, you're tall and skinny. You must be a runner. Well, yeah. I, no, I'm not. Yeah. I actually, I'm a great sprinter,
1: mm-hmm.
2: but I was terrible long distance. Yeah. So I don't know. Conformity just doesn't, it doesn't work for me.
1: Totally. Me either. It's such a load. No.
2: Nope. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah, we've been having fun with the basketball stuff. So, oh my gosh. Okay. So this is funny. I was watching this video like curiosity, right?
0: Hmm.
2: We play guild wars two. You know, the in game currency. You don't make it easily or quickly. And it's kind of a struggle to make current most games. You can figure out a way to really make some good in-game currency and that helps you with your game.
1: What is in-game currency?
2: So like in-game money.
1: Oh, okay. okay. Does that make sense? Gotcha. Yeah.
2: I was like, okay, cool. I got some really good tips for making it's gold. They use gold in Guild mm-hmm. Wars. But what was really more interesting to me was he was talking about his personal philosophies on money in general. Uh-huh. So you're listening to this and I'm going, this guy's actually got some good wisdom here. And he's talking about, <laughs> He's like, well, you can go grind for eight hours playing uh-huh. this game yeah, and you can make enough gold if you want to. So there's a thing where you you can make money in the game, which is gold. Uh-huh. You exchange it for gems and these gems will buy you, you know, fun little items that you can't acquire in the game. You can only buy them through this little marketplace. Okay. And you have to use gems for that. You can use real money to buy gems or you can use the in-game gold to buy the gems. Okay. So his point was, is that, it could take you up to eight hours in Uh game to just grind and grind and grind to make enough gold to exchange for the gems that you need to buy this, whatever. Yeah. And most of those things in there aren't necessary. It's more just for fun. Yeah. Or, you know, just go spend $20 of real money on it. And his whole (laughs) question was, is how much real world work does it take you to make $20 versus eight hours in game to make that same amount? Yeah. Okay. So he was looking at this, what, you know what's your time worth mm-hmm. and I'm like this is a video game but this guy's actually talking about some really good stuff yeah here.
1: totally you could apply it to yeah, real so
2: life it got me thinking about my return on the investments that I do in my life and uh-huh. you know um, or the what do you call it the opportunity cost you know like well if I'm doing this right now what could I be doing and which one's a better op- yeah, option yeah definitely That goes back to the confidence thing too, like having confidence on the value of my time. Yeah. Because a lot, let me, let me put it this way in my business experience. And I would even say in most personal experiences, the only people that are going to value my time is me. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, Uh some people, which goes back to the adulting. Yeah. will have enough maturity to realize that I need to value this person's time as well. Yeah. Or else I'm being disrespectful, but Mm -hmm. most people don't get that. No, not yet.
1: We're working on that. Oh, definitely not. I get people asking me all the time. So are you going to give me a free haircut? I'm like, no. (laughs) Why would they say that? Or it'll be a Sunday and they'll ask, hey, can you come over and cut my hair? Are you going to come over and do my taxes? Like, no, (laughs) you know. Oh my gosh.
2: Yeah. I I just had an interesting interaction too with a a company and I was saying, because I like to do this, like send me a product and I'll review it. Mm -hmm. They were wanting me to pay for the product and then put in all the time you know, for reviewing it and everything else. And I thought, you know, there's something wrong with that.
0: Yeah. And,
2: and I get it. Like they value their product. That's great. But they need to value my time too. It's not fair. No. And and also it's not not. just my time. It's my listeners time.
1: Well, and too, it's like you guys are helping each other grow. Exactly. You know, you're not here to do anyone any favors.
2: Yeah. You got to value what it is that you do. You, uh, you don't offer a product. You offer a service. Mm -hmm. Your service is extremely valuable. Mm -hmm. You don't do it for free. No. Period. Yes. And, oh man, I used to do things. I used to do services and I'd have friends come to me all the time. This was a long time ago. Yeah. You know, would you do this for free? No, I don't do, I, I made a policy as when I launched my business that friends don't get anything. No. No discounts, no free things and it's hard because you want to but I got taken advantage of so many different times. Well and then once bad. you
1: give one person then there's three other people that if you don't it's yeah. going to make them feel bad and you feel bad and it's going to look like you care about this person. Yeah, so yeah, you can't open that can of worms.
2: That's true. Yeah. Valuing your time. Even like we've talked about this with going out. Remember the introvert thing we did?
1: Yes. Yes.
2: You know, going out. Is this worth my time right now? And sometimes like the activity, I'll look at it. The activity is not worth my time, but no. being with that person is. Yes. So totally. will mm-hmm. But it depends. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> <It's> so fun. <laughs> so this, there you go. Things you learn from video games. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right, so we were talking about this. This is something that's going on right now, big time. In fact, last week's flash episode—yeah, it was last week—really hammered this, and I don't think in a good way. Okay. So, and it's funny because you and I were just chatting about this. Yeah. I was getting totally. my haircut, and we're just chatting. And I was like, "This is a great. We
0: need to put this on the yeah. show. This is such a great topic."
2: Yeah. And I—and it's not because we haven't already heard it. It's how we were talking about it. It was the balanced viewpoint. I could sit here and talk about it as a male, Mm -hmm. but having a female perspective, you know, so much more effective, I think too. So tell us what we were talking about.
1: With everything going on in the world right now and everything going on politically, there is a lot of, you know, women who are angry right now, which they have a right to be angry, but it's almost swung so extreme the other way that we're kind of hating on guys right now and I'm not saying all over all the time. I'm just saying Mm -hmm. I'm noticing it. You've noticed it too, Mm -hmm. where we're almost trying to make men in certain roles look weaker or not as smart or, you know what I'm saying? Like in this feminist movement where the term feminist means believing in the equality of both sexes, it just shouldn't be one way or another. Mm -hmm. Like we should all be equal. We should all respect each other and support each other and, Just making sure that with this movement, it's not taking anything too far the other way.
2: If a man treats a woman disrespectfully, it is bullying. Yes. Right. But if a woman treats a man disrespectfully, it's bullying. Yes. It's either way. Yes. So, you know, if you go back, I don't know how many years, but let's say 50s, 60s, I don't know when this all really happened. I wasn't even born when this was going on, but men were treating women as less than equal for whatever, yes. whatever it was, right? Yeah. Again, I wasn't born. I don't know if every person was doing this or not, but this was something that was just societally going on, right? Yes. So the women stood up and said, no, that's not okay. Mm-hmm. Then there was another side of the movement that I saw was that men were not taking responsibility, go back, going back to adulting and being yes. responsible. Men were not taking responsibility as a man should. Yes. Men should be men. We should take responsibility for our actions and we should, you know, do what we're supposed to do, right? Well, men weren't doing that. And so then, you know, if they were married, the women in their lives were going, well, if you're not going to do it, then I am. Yeah. Okay, good. Somebody's got to do it. But if it wasn't their quote job or their responsibility in the first place, well, that's not fair. Right. So then it started switching things around and it became this, you know, obviously negative cycle. Mm -hmm. That's the background that I'm aware of anyway. I'm sure there's a lot more in depth that I just don't know, but that's what I've heard. Now, I know this has been going on since I've been born. But I've seen it recently, probably in the last maybe year or so. Uh-huh. Not even really that long. Yeah, that it's just become this massive, almost well, reverse bullying. Yeah, the feminists and you know, women are awesome, strong women. That's awesome, right? Yeah. But if I were to say like uh, masculinists and men are awesome and all that, well, that I'd get slapped.
1: Yeah, right. Totally, totally. Um,
2: so let's look at equal value. Equal respect.
1: That's exactly how I feel. Yeah, yeah, and
2: I think that's the way it should be. And, and so, this flash episode that came out last week, there were a lot of upset people, a lot. Uh huh. And I watched it. Ironically, I wasn't as offended as as a lot of people were. Yeah. What they were doing in this episode, essentially, that upset people so much, was they were doing like hashtag feminist. I don't even know who actually goes around saying hashtag anything anymore, but that's one thing. And second of all, they were really trying to cram down your throat how awesome women are and and women can do this on their own and we don't need men and blah, blah, blah kind of thing. That's what upset a lot of people. Yeah. Here's my response to this. The two best bosses slash leaders that I've ever had Mm -hmm. were both women. Yep. And one was a boss and one was a leader
1: Mm -hmm.
2: and uh, because one was paid and one wasn't and neither of them ever had to tell or, or nor remind me that they were women. They didn't say, well, I'm a woman and blah, 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 blah. That's why I'm so good. Mm -hmm. They never said that. They never even portrayed that. They just did their thing. They didn't need to tell me or remind me that they were leading me or in charge of me. They never said, well, I'm in charge or I'm, they never said that stuff. Yeah, They just did. Yes. They led, they were awesome. They empowered everybody under them. Yeah, They didn't micromanage anybody. They didn't you know, lorded over them, they empowered, which yeah. by the way, a leader that empowers somebody, that's a good leader Yeah, because that's rare.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I still look up to them. They're yeah. still the best two bosses I've ever had. Yeah. So it's kind of like if I'm a leader and I go around and I have to tell you or remind you that I'm in charge and I'm leading you, you're not going to respect me. No. I failed, right? Yeah. So when you have to get out there and say, you know, we're awesome and we're better and blah, 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 you automatically failed. Just go do it. Yeah. You know, like, and that's what I'm saying. Like, I've never looked back on those two women well, and, don't and put felt other like they were less
1: down to regardless of get are man or woman. Don't yeah. put them down to have to show that you're better.
2: If you're drowning
1: mm-hmm. and
2: there's a person next to you, mm-hmm. ideally you want to help each other up, right? Yes. What do people do? Step on the other person's head, push them underwater so they can get up and yeah. get air. Yeah. It kills the other person. Mm-hmm. Not a good idea. Yeah.
1: Well, it's just, <laughs> I saw this meme the other day and it says what I wear on first dates is, so he knows i'm a feminist and it was a woman wearing shoes a man was like wrapped around her foot basically like she's stepping on men and to me i'm like that's not what? a feminist like and i think people are so scared of that word feminist because mm-hmm. they think of like man hating male bashing the word feminist when you look it up in the dictionary says believing in the equality of both sexes mm-hmm. you know so it's like technically we all should be feminist, but the word has gotten such a negative connotation that people, you know, and it's getting Mm -hmm. taken to this point, like hashtag feminist and Mm -hmm. you know, and it's like, no, like we need to stop this putting men down, which again, I understand there are women angry because totally women have been suppressed for a long time. You know, women have been dealing with sexual harassment for so long and Mm -hmm. we're bringing and it is really cool because I think in a way this movement is bringing up issues that we do need to discuss and we do need to fix. Yeah. But answering inequality and anger and violence coming at it with inequality and anger and like that's never going to be the answer. No. You know?
2: Yeah. And and you're right. I do understand, just like you said, why they do it, because if you've been hurt, what's the typical response of a hurting person? Yeah. To hurt someone else. Yeah. And I think a it's lot of people have
1: this enough is enough attitude. And mm-hmm. I agree with that wholeheartedly but I just think answering more anger and hate with anger and hate is never going to be the answer and putting others down to bring ourselves up is not the answer. Totally. You know?
2: Yeah, no, I agree. So I guess there's a few things that I would like to caution slash encourage on this. What you said is right. Women should be treated equally. Mm -hmm. Absolutely valued equally. There shouldn't even be any issue of that. I don't even know why. Why? It's still an a pervasive issue, right? Yeah. Sure, there's gonna be those little fragments of of people who do stupid things, right? It's just the way it is. But yeah. it still shouldn't be a pervasive countrywide or or even a culture wide issue at all anymore. Yeah. So if it's it, like
1: racism, it's like, aren't we over this already, people? And like, it still happens. Exactly. But like, it's like, not, let's move on. It's not
2: culture wide anymore, yes. you know? Like I've never been racist. Uh-huh. And yet I'm still, as a white person, being blamed for being racist. Yeah. Because I'm white. Yeah. But I've never been racist. Mm-hmm. So you can't look at everybody. And I, I, I am the one to speak here. I love exaggerating.
1: Uh-huh.
2: I love it. It's just who I am. I'm the kind of person that says everybody told me this. Yeah. And that's not true. Yeah. Five people told me this. Yes. You know. <laughs> and so if we can look at it a little bit more realistically, like, no, not everybody's racist. There yes. are cult, there are segments of the population that still are. And we do need to fight against that. We yes. do need to educate the rest of the population to stand up for that. Absolutely. Yes. Wholeheartedly, but don't blame everybody. Exactly. And don't blame everybody for something that happened, you know, a long time ago when none of us were born either. Yeah. That's another thing. And that goes to feminism and anything. Yeah. I was not alive in the Mm fifties. I didn't treat women like that. Yeah. I guess my point being here is that's one of my cautions. We can't say everybody's like this. We do need to say there are segments like that Mm -hmm. and let's do something about it. Yeah. The other thing I want to caution is that we're all different. Men and women are different. Yeah. And to say that men and women are exactly equal is not true, but we are equal in value. We uh, could be equal in capabilities. It depends. Like, you know, there are some women that could kick my butt. Right. But there are men that could kick my butt. So none of us are really equal in that sense of what I'm saying. We're not the same, I guess is what I'm trying to to say. Again,
1: it's going back to that. We need to celebrate individuality,
2: you know? Yeah. And that's a great thing. Differences are awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise we'd be so boring. (laughs) Yeah. Right. So we need to, yes, we need to celebrate those differences and we need to have equal value for each other, equal respect, equal love. That's what I'm looking at.
1: I also kind of have talked to some of my friends about this. And with this whole feminist movement, I actually had someone say to me once, how can you consider yourself a feminist when you're so girly? Because I love dresses. I love makeup. I love doing my hair. Is there something wrong with that? Exactly. Like, I don't know. Their argument was, as women, we want to be taken more seriously for our brains and what we can do and not our looks. And my argument is, yes, the reason I fight for that, again, is to celebrate differences. If you want to be a policewoman and you want to go out and fight crime and you don't want to shave your legs and you want to marry another woman, I'm going to 100% back you up for that. Just like I want you to respect the fact that I'm girly and I like dresses and I like everyone should be allowed to be different. And that's another thing that I've kind of been struggling with with this whole feminist movement is I can be a feminist and I can stand up for women who want to do whatever they want, just as I want you to not look down on me because I I'm still super girly. Does that make sense? Totally. Oh yeah. Like I can still wear makeup and wear pretty dresses and be taken seriously and have a brain, Mm -hmm. you know, and like girly things and like really cutesy things that doesn't, you know, it has nothing to
2: do with your intelligence.
1: Exactly. And I think that's another thing too, is just, again, celebrating that individuality. So it's the same thing
2: with men though. I mean, I know that, that it's being focused on women right now about, well, you know, and, and there is, there is proof I don't know where I'd have to find these studies, but mm-hmm. I've heard about these studies multiple times. A more attractive person mm-hmm. will get attention, period. Yeah. You will automatically like that. Oh, I think it was in um, brain games. That TV show actually did this too, uh-huh. where they were putting in front of you two different pictures Uh-huh. and they would say, which one of them is more successful? Mm-hmm. Which one of them is a convict? Mm-hmm. Which one of them? Blah, blah, blah. And so there's this thing that we have in our brains that if somebody is more attractive in whatever way or dresses more attractively or whatever, we automatically give them more respect and value. Mm -hmm. People fighting against that are saying, well, that doesn't equate intelligence. This is the same way with men. Yeah. Men that are more attractive get more attention. They're uh-huh. automatically more successful. Yeah. I mean, I, again, I faced it in doing Aero Squad. Mm-hmm. Everybody loved Stephen Amell. He was yes. the hottest man. Oh my gosh, Stephen Amell. And I'm like, dude, in, in real life, he was kind of rude to me. But do you think because he's, he's
1: gotten away with it because he's attractive?
2: Exactly. Yeah. But it doesn't mean that just because he has good looks that he's going to treat you nicely. Yeah. You know? Totally. I still respect him because he does great things. Yeah. But- It's just one of those things where, you know, some of the ugliest people are some of the nicest people that I've ever met. Totally. So you really can't judge anybody by that. And you can't automatically say, well, if you're a girly girl and you're into that, you're auto, (sighs) it's just so ridiculous. You
1: can't be a feminist. Yeah. And again,
2: everybody's like, well, I'm a feminist, but do you even really know what it means? You just described something that I've never heard before. Yeah. Yeah. And that actually makes a lot of sense. That is
1: the simplicity of it. That feminist yep. means you believe in the equality of both sexes.
2: Yeah. That's all it is. So you just said both sexes right there. Yep. I would say most of the feminism that I've heard recently mm-hmm. is not doing that. It's yeah. all about women are here and men are down here.
1: It's given us a bad name. Well,
2: yeah. And it's, it's me. Ma- honestly, like I don't get offended, but I'm feeling as a man, never had an issue with this. I've always treated women respect- well the, to the best of my maturity ability. When I was yeah. less mature, you know, mm-hmm. we're all idiots, but you know, I've been doing my thing as much as I can and trying to be respectful of all and trying to treat yeah. you. You know, if it's a woman, I don't think any less of them. I don't think they're less capable of anything. Now as a man, I'm feeling offended. Yeah. I'm feeling disrespected because of what's going around. Totally. However, you're not doing that to me. Mm-mm. None of the women that I personally know do that to me at all. No, it's not. So that actually is something that I've had. That's another caution, right? To step back and go, cause I, I would get so upset with some of the DC shows because they're portraying that. Yeah. And I'd step back and say, this is Hollywood. This is a subset Mm -hmm. of people that are doing this. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: None of the women that I know, and I know a lot of women, Uh treat me disrespectfully Mm -mm. or put themselves above me. Mm -mm. They treat me equally. I treat them equally and it works. So I have had to step back and go, this isn't the women that I know. Therefore, it's not, quote, everyone.
1: Exactly. It's not all women. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, totally.
2: Again, this comes back to what's our healthy response to all of this? How do Mm -hmm. we... Say something like we're doing right now, we talk about it. We try to bring people into discussion over this, yeah, and say what's really truly the best and healthiest way that we can handle this, so that everybody truly is getting valued and respected, yeah, and that we're not hurting each other because reverse bullying is bullying, yeah, it's the same thing,
1: mhm, well, it's kind of like politics these days, you mm-hmm. know, regardless of your Republican Democrat, it's not even. Let's look at the issue and figure out what we need to fix. All it is, you know, there's so much divide in our country and so much anger that all we're doing is yelling at each other and putting each other down and blaming each other when, again, you cannot answer with anger and violence. You have to answer with understanding and love, and that's the only way that we're going to fix the world that we're in these days, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. And I think people find out, oh, well, you're a Hillary supporter. And then you automatically think those people are trash or Oh, you're yeah. a Donald Trump supporter. Like you automatically think those people are trash, you know? And then, I mean, I don't have a Facebook, but I just hear about the fights that people get on oh, Facebook gosh, yeah. about politics. And yeah. it's like, none of you are starting this argument to genuinely get a conversation going mm-hmm. and to talk about the issues and to learn from each other. It's just a pissing match. Like, it is. How can I make you more angry? How can I look more intelligent? So what's the point of talking about it if we're not going to look for a solution?
2: And as you know, big time, you know, words over text are always taken out of context. Oh,
1: yeah. Always. Yeah.
2: This goes beyond the feminist side of things. It goes beyond politics. It goes into communication in general. None of us really are that great of communicators. No. I think some are better than others, but it's not necessarily about how talented you are. It's more about, how well you, what's the intentionality of it? You know, like if I intentionally go out there and say, I'm going to try to diffuse this or I want to have an intelligent conversation with this person. I don't want it to escalate or you know what? That text was taken wrong instead of fighting back. Let's try to diffuse this. Let's talk through this. Let's either get in person or let's do a voice message or Mm -hmm. Skype, whatever you can do, right? Yes. To try to say, hear my voice. You yes. know, hear my intention behind yes. my voice so that you know that I'm not mad or you know that I'm a, no. it's, it's so rare when you find somebody that does that kind of stuff and everyone's just like, and they want to kill each other.
1: Or I feel like if you're going to go into any sort of confrontation, any sort of argument discussion and your automatic goal is to be right. Like you said, you need to go in it with hear me, but you also need to go into it as I'm going to hear you too. Yeah. you know, but if those are automatically your intentions, you're not going to get anywhere. But if you go into this saying, I want to be able to express myself to where others understand me and I'm also wanting to go into this to learn something and figure out where this disconnect is between us, mm-hmm. then it, you're gonna be way more successful. It, it It's even like when you get in an argument with partner or a friend, mm-hmm. if you go into it like, you're wrong, this is why you're wrong, this is why I'm right it's not going to go anywhere. But if you go into it, this is how I see it. Mm-hmm. This is how I perceive the situation. And then you're open to what they say. Like, okay, well, this is how I saw it. It's just going to go so much better. Yeah.
2: I have sort of a saying that I've been using. That's, I mean, it's pretty general. It essentially is. You can either love or you can be right.
1: Oh, I like that. And it's,
2: I mean, you may still be right, but do you have to, Force it in their face, you know.
1: Well, and I've what I've learned in my twenty four years is I'm very rarely one hundred percent right. Nobody is, you know what I mean. So it's like, yeah, I might be right, but they're right about something too. Sure, you know, I'm not perfect. You're not perfect. If we get into an argument, it's not you one hundred percent messed this up, and I was one hundred percent right. It's ninety percent of the time miscommunication, and it's. You interpreted it this way. I interpreted it this way. Let's figure out how we can see eye to eye. Totally. You know,
2: that's true. You're pulling in experience, past experiences mm-hmm. into the equation. Yep. You're pulling in perspective. So there can be one truth, but we see it different ways because we have different personalities yeah. and again, different past experiences. Mm-hmm. So on, it's not to say that it's both wrong or both right. It's both to say, well, this is how we both see it. But you actually might be on the exact same page just looking at it from a different view. You know, like when we all read Harry Potter, for example, (laughs) I'm sure we all imagine Hogwarts and the story and everybody in the story, assuming we didn't know the movies. Right. We all read a book. The book was written with one intention and the author probably had this whole vision in his or her mind. When we read it, we probably have a completely different vision of it because yeah. we don't know what the author truly had in his or her mind.
0: Exactly, because
2: we can't envision it. Mm-hmm. So it's always going to be a little different, even though it's one book, same book. Yeah. Typically, in in my interactions, there is a high level of pride that I yes. I experience a lot. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you'll come in and say, "Well, let's look at this." Mm-hmm. And the response is typically, "I'm right." Yep. I've got this. You know, mm-hmm. it may or may not say those words, yeah. but that's the attitude they yeah. put out. To me, pride is oh my gosh, I've been so guilty of this my whole life. And it's something I've tried to work on too. Mm -hmm. Pride is like the ultimate frustrator. Yes. And the ultimate destroyer.
1: Yes. Because if you can't just
2: say, okay, maybe I'm wrong. Let's try to understand this together. If you can't do that, you're right. It's a pissing match.
1: Kind of like what you said about, we see things differently. Say I said something to you and I did not mean it offensively. I did not mean it to start a fight or anything, but you took it that way.
2: Like one upping you earlier. (laughs)
1: yeah like no just kidding but we could either come at that and you could say this hurt my feelings because you said it this way and i took it this way Mm -hmm. i could either answer you with well i didn't mean it that way so you're wrong (laughs) or i could say i didn't mean it that way but i could see how you took it that way and Mm -hmm. i'm sorry and you could come the same and be like I took it that way. But now that you explained it differently, I could see how I took it the wrong way. And I'm sorry. You know what I mean? Both there's give and take to both. Whereas I could be like, you're wrong. Mm -hmm. I didn't say it that way. And you could be like, you're a jerk. You did say it that way. And you know what I mean? I just think that's, yeah. Well, and the, like even saying,
2: I'm sorry, you feel that way. That's, that's like a slap in the face. Yeah. You know, that's Mm -hmm. crap or cause you know, that's not admitted defeat. Obviously. Yeah. It's to say, okay, well, yeah, I can see how you took it that way. And that's not what I intended. Let's, let's try to make sure we're on the same page here because then it's like, oh, it diffuses it. Yeah. You know, it's like, no, 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 that's not what I'm saying. Hold on. Hold on. Yes. And I've done that. I mean, how many times this is something that, you know, the night fox said I got on a really intense, passionate moment here on this show Mm -hmm. multiple times. Yeah. And people would say, man, Brian, you're really pissed off or you're angry or, you know, you're, you're, you're depressed or that was really negative. And Uh I thought, what? Well, then Night Fox said he was actually able because he had actually one of his friends one that also listens to the show, one of his coworkers that said, that's how he took it. Uh huh. And I realized I'm like, what am I doing to come across as being this upset, angry, you know, yeah. negative person? Uh-huh. And thankfully, Night Fox was able to come in and say, well, I know you well enough to know that you're just so passionate
0: mm-hmm.
2: that the person who doesn't understand that level of passion or me for that matter takes it as being angry yeah. on, on a rant and everything mm-hmm. else when I'm really truly not. Yeah. Even vocally that's coming across, right? Yeah. So words make up like 7% of communication. That's, that's it. That's
1: so crazy. I know.
2: And then uh body language is something really high, mm-hmm. actual physical body language, of course in person. And then the rest of it is like vocal intonation, like oh, your, your expression yeah. basically. Okay. So here we are doing audio. Of course uh-huh. you and I are in studio talking to each other. So it's easy to see. But, you know, (laughs) listening, all you hear is our voices. So Mm -hmm. you get less than, I don't know what it is. It's really small percentage. Uh You're getting a very small percentage of communication through just our words. Yeah. Because you can't see our bodies. Totally. That's a dangerous thing, you know, and that's why if I was talking to somebody in person about it, they probably would have thought, man, Brian, you're passionate. Yeah. Not you're angry. Yeah. But because they couldn't see me. They thought I was angry. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's a very, um, man, we got to be careful with this stuff and totally. making sure people understand us and that we understand them. And it's not like, no, 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 I don't mean to be mean. I don't, you know, I'm not trying to do that.
1: And I think just as humans, we need to be more understanding of the fact that sometimes people misunderstand you and mm-hmm. we need to be forgiving of that too. Sure. Oh, oh, yeah. You misunderstood me. That's fine. That's not what I meant, but that's okay. We need a little bit more forgiveness and
2: there is a healthy balance of standing up for what you believe in. And there's a healthy balance of, of truth. Like there is, there is truth here. Right. But you're right. There needs to be that forgiveness and that, that grace and that kind of stuff, you know, that we don't necessarily give each other enough Mm -hmm. of. And
1: you're and like you said, we just hang on to pride so much.
2: I understand why too. like, It's not to say, ah, anybody that holds on to pride's an idiot. No, I mean, really like that is a difficult thing. And I would say most of the time we have no idea we're doing it.
1: And I think it just even goes back to talking about equality that we were talking about Mm -hmm. earlier in, in politics. That's the problem these days is too much pride on both sides. You know?
2: Yeah. I'm a Trump supporter. So I'm right. Hillary's wrong or I'm a Hillary supporter and I'm right. You know, I kind of look at it now and, and I'm trying to implement this in my own life too is no complaining zone. Yeah. And if I need to vent about something, it's because I need to process through it and then I need to find a solution or a healthy response. Yes. And I think that's really the only way to go from here on out Mm -hmm. because otherwise you're just rambling on about nothing because you're not going to do anything about it, right?
1: Well, and I think, (laughs) yeah, totally. And I think for me, you know, there are a lot of things going on politically that upset me and that Mm -hmm. I'm very angry about. But answering it by putting certain people down and blaming certain people and throwing it in people's faces, that's not going to... Mm-mm. answer anything you nope. know so i'm not trying to sit here and saying the world's great and we all need to be happy like i get that there are things that people are upset about but it's how do we answer it how do we sure. approach it you know mm-hmm. that's i guess that's like the point i'm trying to make is totally enough is enough we're done being angry we're done with the violence we're done pointing fingers we need to come together as human beings mm-hmm. and face it with love and understanding and open-mindedness and Again, just respecting everyone. Mm -hmm.
2: And I want to be very clear on this. We're not talking about this to cram this down your throat. We're talking about it because it was like, man, this is something you're struggling with. I'm struggling with. We're frustrated. It affects us negatively. What are we going to do about it?
1: The message we're trying to get across is the opposite of cramming it down your throat. Like, quit trying to cram things down (laughs) each other's throat and sit in a room of people who don't have the same views as you let your guard down a little bit, let go of some anger and just talk totally and listen to each other. Mm -hmm. And if you don't agree, respect each other and maybe say, Hey, this is why I see it this way. Can you maybe see why I see it this way? And Mm -hmm. vice versa.
2: If you um, listen, if you ask questions like, why are you seeing it this way?
1: Yeah. Most
2: of the time, somebody's going to give you some, you know, at the surface answer that isn't really going to make a whole lot of sense. Uh But then if you can dig deeper, you know, if you have that opportunity to dig deeper with somebody, you're going to find an experience in that person's life. Eventually, that led to the entire issue as to why they're where they're at today. Uh And then you go, oh, I get it now. And that makes so much more sense.
1: Well, and I think too, if you ask someone, why are these your beliefs? Very, very few people are going to say, because I hate the world and I want (laughs) to see mankind fail. You know what I mean? Like we all have the same end goal. Yeah. We're just arguing Mm -hmm. about how to get there when we need to stop arguing and start working together.
2: Well, part of the reason we're arguing is because we're too dang stressed and we're too, you know, angry and we're too whatever all the time. (laughs) Yeah, that too. I mean, and, and Why? Well, yeah, we're angry about our issues, but not everybody. Like I said, even the people that don't care are angry, prideful and fighting each other. Well, why? And that's a whole nother discussion, but that goes back to uh, even the study that I just heard about where they did a a study on millennials. Millennials now exhibit the highest level of anxiety.
1: I can totally believe it as
2: a people group, basically yeah, in history. Yeah, ever Mm -hmm. because of phones and social media. Oh, yeah, that's why. Yep. But the issue is social media, our personal devices, whatever they are, and how we use them. Yeah, It's our own faults for falling prey to it.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely.
2: They're tools. They're not life. Lines. Yeah, whatever they are. They don't decide our fate.
1: No. Well, and yeah, people spend so much time comparing each other and. Oh, my gosh. You know.
2: I did that. I got on Facebook the other day. I don't get on very often.
1: And then you get sucked into the wormhole.
2: Oh my gosh. I was so depressed by the end of that night. So depressed. And I felt like a complete failure. Yeah. And then I was like, what is wrong with me? I know. And I went, oh my gosh, it's Facebook.
1: Oh my gosh. Yeah. I have been very intentional about getting home from work and setting my phone aside and looking at it maybe once before I go to bed to check to see if anyone's tried to contact me, but put it away. And I, I have gotten to the point where I will like sit there trying to tell someone something And they won't even look up from their phone. Yeah. You know, (laughs) where you're like, excuse me, give me attention. Slap
2: the phone out of their hands. Yeah.
1: Yeah, Yeah. totally.
2: Oh, I've had that happen too. Or
1: I've been there where I, it's Saturday night and I've worked all day and I just want to go home and take a bubble bath and watch a movie and go to bed. Mm -hmm. And then I get on Snapchat and I see what everyone's doing. And (laughs) then you get that fear like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be the lamest person in the world if I don't go out and do something crazy totally. tonight, You know? Yes. When it's like, who cares?
2: Yeah. Who yeah. cares
1: what everyone else is doing?
2: Yeah. That was exactly why I was feeling so depressed yeah. and so like a failure is because yeah. I was seeing what everyone else was doing.
1: And it's, and social went, media oh is a highlight reel. It's not real life, you nope. know? So you're going to see all the best things people are doing. Yeah.
2: And, oh yeah. my gosh. See, it would be almost fun to do a mockery because if you were to say, here are the real things going on in my life. Mm-hmm. Nobody's going to want to look at it because it's too negative or depressing. You know, you like or,
1: Instagram, you're like dropped, smashed pickle jar everywhere. Yeah, nobody cares, you're, right? Like dog that peed inside or something. Yeah. Like, no one's going to care. About
2: my that. day was great. My dog peed on the floor. <laughs> and everyone's right. going to be like, who cares, right? Yeah. But right? if you can do a mockery of it, pickles. oh man, like from a comedic perspective,
1: that'd be You funny, might actually. actually
2: still get people's attention and
1: make them go, huh? But it would be funny. Like a picture of like, Five o'clock traffic, you know, or like paperwork or I don't know, just really like mundane. This is really funny to me. I think everybody else is like, I know, right? (laughs) (laughs) But just really like, oh, just a selfie, like a really fabulous selfie, like sitting in line at the DMV, like surrounded by people who are just hating their lives. You don't have
2: makeup on and. You know, like I'm not dressed. I'm
1: like, uh, but make it look so fun. Like, yeah. Wish you got you all wish you were here at the DMV.
2: Dude. Best day ever. I've been at the DMV for four hours. The person's been mean. Oh, challenge accepted. Yes. That'd be
1: so funny. Yes. Just like all the most like mundane things. Just like poop scooping your backyard. (laughs) Like be jealous of my poop. Yeah, exactly. And everyone will be like, oh, Oh I wish I was poop scooping right now. Yeah. Like, how does that girl poop scoop Thing all the weighs time? Weighs like
2: 30 pounds, the shovel. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> gosh. And dog went. Wow,
1: Maybe we should know? like make an Instagram account and like <laughs> make pictures of just like the most mundane and like make it look so fun. Like, yeah. you wish you were doing this. You <laughs> wish you were this cool. It would be so funny. See,
2: that would, I would get back involved in social media constantly if I was doing that. Yeah. Because it would be like a challenge to take the normal and make it hilarious and be kind of like, you know, this is what like, everyone's
1: actual day really yeah, looks like. Stop Stop being fake. You're not jet setting all over the place all oh the my time. Gosh, yeah.
2: And if you are, okay, cool. But I know like the only time I really ever But it's post- like
1: then put down your phone and go explore, <laughs> know. you know, which I'm guilty of that too. Whenever I go on I vacation, I'm like, oh, I need a picture of this. I need a picture of this. But yeah.
2: we did that know. when we went to Seattle and Alaska, you know, uh-huh. back in July. And it was so funny. I was taking all these pictures and finally I'm like, okay, stop. Here's what I have to do. I got to take a picture. And then I have to put down the phone and I have to personally enjoy, enjoy it. Yes. Soak it in, then take another picture. Personally enjoy it.
1: It's like when people Snapchat, you go to your favorite concert, your favorite person is playing Snapchat. Like, Hey, I meant this concert, a song. Cool. Mm-hmm. I don't need to sit on Snapchat and watch your whole concert. Yeah. Like I'm not when there. you're clicking and it's like song, song, song. So, and you're like, did you even watch the concert or they did you just it Snapchat phone. it the whole time? Yeah. People do that all the time.
2: And it's so illegal. <laughs>
1: Is it really? Oh, yeah.
2: You are not allowed to be like recording anything at those concerts.
1: That's so crazy. But
2: nobody cares. Yeah. I mean, everybody does it anyway. But if yeah. you, oh man, you could get fined so much money by like the, the copyright people.
1: That is crazy. Yeah.
2: It would be bad. In fact, I know it's upwards of hundreds of thousands of dollars. That's So crazy. ruin your life, you know, just FYI. <laughs> I did radio for years and worked with all the copyrights and they're all about the money. So they will take you down if they can find you. Yeah. And they don't totally. care. You know, it's so funny because like I was looking back, this was another weird thing too. living in the past versus the future. Mm-hmm. I have so many things to share. <laughs> um, and I was looking back at like all these photos from years back because I was actually looking for a photo, but again, got sucked into all the old photos Uh huh. and I realized I was li- living in the moments and you know, it should be like, Oh, that was really cool. That brings, you know, happiness to me. Yeah. But I was like, Oh, I'm missing my other two dogs. Yeah. And I, you know, so on and so, or I'm missing my great aunt and uncle that just died recently, you know, or I'm all of a sudden it's a deficit again. I'm I'm depressed again or whatever, you know, not really depressed, but just kind of like, Oh, and I realized I'm like, I'm not living in the present moment. I need to live right now. That's all we can handle. If you look at most kids, They only live in the present moment because they just don't need to go into the future and the past. And as the older we get, the more we live in the past or in the future for whatever reason, I don't know why
1: both. It's so crazy because you live in the past and these past experiences and then you're obsessing about the future.
2: Totally live in the moment. I mean, that is such a challenge. I know the mindfulness term is like huge right now, but it's so true. Live in the moment, you know, be wise for the future, but just live in the, learn from the past, live in the moment, be wise for the future. Call it that.
1: We should set a little goal for all of our listeners. If you're someone who is constantly attached to your phone, constantly looking at your phone, try putting your phone down for at least one hour and going and doing (laughs) something without your phone.
2: It's going to be like major withdrawal. Like
1: go on a walk without your phone. Yeah. Just go and do something. Go to dinner and leave your phone at home.
2: Yeah. Oh, man. Because that's
1: another thing. When you go out and people are at dinner and they're not talking to each other, they're all just looking at their phones.
2: Yeah. Yeah, we were at the basketball game, right? Uh-huh. It's a game. It's exciting. It's a close game. I look over. Most people are on their phones. I'm like, yeah,
1: the, you're not even watching the game that you paid money for. Right. Why would you do that? Or again, they're probably Snapchatting it. So they're they were watching they it. Were, like They were looking yeah, down. And totally. then they were like, come on, guys. Yeah. Or watching the game through their own little phone. Yeah, totally. Oh, another thing about the
2: pictures. This was interesting. So if you looked at my pictures back years, mm-hmm. if there was an event or if I went on a vacation or whatever. I took a lot of pictures, but it was a certain amount, right? Yeah. As the years got more to recent, the more the pictures were.
1: Really? Isn't that interesting? That's true.
2: So you're right. Like I was, I have been living through my phone more as the years have gotten more to present versus, you know, let's say five to 10 years ago, I didn't take as many pictures, but I still captured exactly what I needed. All of the pictures now, it's like there's too many freaking pictures here.
1: Well, and Why I think I do that? too, it's like you look at pictures from 20 years ago and it, they might not be the most perfect picture, you know? Well, speak for and, yourself, mine were, <laughs> but I'm not kidding. <laughs> you're like, I had that pose down perfectly yeah. and my outfit was on point, but oh, yeah. I think people are so like, get the perfect picture. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? Yep. Yeah.
2: And you know what? Unless you're a professional photographer <laughs>
1: or like, <laughs> let it go. Yeah, totally. Just enjoy. Yep.
2: I'm really challenging myself right now to, again, be present thoughts, physicality, everything be present, Mm -hmm. enjoy the moments, you know, as an extrovert, I know I'm different than most introverts on this one. All introverts probably, but like I crave time with people, crave it. And I know introverts don't as much, but there is something very special about being, you know, in person with somebody. I mean, as much as I love technology, technology has taken away that, a little bit from totally. Me. And so, you know, it's like, yeah, I'll spend a lot of time on social media or messenger or text or even Skype sometimes. And it's just not the same. It's weird. I, and I can't explain what it is. It's not, it's not like happiness, but it is a level of like content. Yeah. Contentment that when you're yeah. with somebody, you just, you feel better mm-hmm. afterwards. Totally. But when you're, I mean, unless you hate the person, that's a different story, but I never get that same level of contentment or whatever, whatever that feeling is mm-hmm. when I'm not in person. It's interesting. It's so true. So it's good to have those moments and be present. If you're at dinner. Oh my gosh. I mean, I know, I know your phone's important, but can I just, can I just recommend, please respect the person in front of you or next to you. Just put
1: your phone down and put it away. And the world is not going to end if you don't answer. And if it does, it'll, it'll it'll end with you all together. Exactly. (laughs)
2: Exactly. Yes. It's kind of how I look at it. Like, well, if it ends, we'll find out
1: together. Right. Totally. You know, it is what it is. Yeah.
2: I agree. We went into a lot more than I expected on this. So thank you. Thank you. That was fun.
1: Yeah, totally.
2: I have to share one quick thing here though. Awesome little tip. I used to go to Starbucks all the time. Uh I don't go as much anymore and I used to love the peppermint mochas. Mm -hmm. And then for some reason I stopped loving them. Okay. And I don't know why. Actually, since recently I've discovered that it's because they have added sugar to all of their drinks so when they would normally put like in a grande, three to four pumps of syrup, uh-huh. now it's like eight or Are so. Are serious? It's ridiculous. Oh my goodness. And it's just, I mean, the amount of sugar that goes in there is out of control. They were doing this special and I went I got a peppermint mocha and I said, can I do it half sweet? And, and it it's so
1: much better, perfect. isn't it? That's okay. Yes. I know you're not. I know that you don't agree with this, but I love <laughs> pumpkin spice lattes. <laughs>
2: I agree with it.
1: Oh, you do? Oh, I love them. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. No, no, okay. it's a, uh,
2: it's bad kitty that hates them.
1: Okay. Yeah. I know he you're a bit they're... of a
2: connoisseur, so. Well, I like making my own, but I still like
1: them. And that's true. The one that you made us, there's no comparison. Yeah. But I still like, and same thing, ask for half the sweetener and it's yeah. so much better. Yeah. And you don't like, there are times where I drink Starbucks drinks and it afterwards, your teeth feel like they're wearing little sweaters. Seriously. it's so sugary. Yes. You know, and, and you have like, like a stomach ache. back of yes. your throat, yes. And
2: like in your chest, it's yes. so weird. Yeah. I'm totally with you. Yeah. Yeah. But Half yeah. sweet. I might even go uh, like quarter sweet next time Ooh. just to see.
1: Yeah. Test your limits. <laughs> well, and I
2: because I love peppermint anything, mm-hmm. you know, peppermint mocha, peppermint hot chocolate. And I do and we'll share this in December, but I do have a peppermint hot chocolate recipe <gasps> that will blow your freaking minds.
1: Oh, my gosh. Are you going to make it for us for the show? Sure.
2: Okay. Yeah. You want it? Yeah. Okay. And it's after really no, rich. I, oh,
1: after your pumpkin spice latte, that was like heaven in a cup. This is better. Okay. Yeah. Trust okay. me. Okay. I mean
2: the pumpkin spice latte is amazing, but, and it's a peppermint hot chocolate. So I don't do the, the mocha I could do, but I've mastered the hot chocolate and I well, have of I just, the any
1: warm beverage you want to make me, I want to drink <laughs> is right. what I'm saying. Well,
2: see, I, You know, we could have done tea today cause I've got all these fantastic teas, Ooh. but you know, Oh, wow. Well. you
1: know what? I've been really on a kick lately. Cause I'm, I drink so much coffee. I was drinking like four or five cups a day and I know that's so terrible for you. And I was kind of like, crazy and not going to bed (laughs) till three. So I'm trying to find awesome. But to me, a a cup of tea sometimes just isn't the same. I think maybe it's because I love coffee and hot chocolate. Like I think maybe it's the creaminess of it that Mm -hmm. I need. So I've been drinking Earl gray, which Mm. I know still has caffeine, but with um, a little bit of whole milk and a little bit of honey. Mm. And it's really, you know, just doing it for me.
2: It's a good drink. It's good for you. Mm hmm. Next time you're here, we'll do tea and peppermint hot chocolates.
1: Ooh, okay. I kind of like
2: this. But you know what? I think it's time because the music is starting. Okay. Thanks for being on though. This was fun. Thanks
1: for having me and thank you for just being open and you of know, course. willing to talk.
2: Absolutely, it's just I appreciate nice it. to
1: sit and talk, you know.
2: It is, you know, and that's that's what this show is like. It's just sit and talk, and you yeah. know, let's let's chat about it.
1: Solve world problems. I
2: know. <laughs> All right, no episode next week. Happy Thanksgiving. We'll see you in two weeks. Real Brian Show is signing off.
1: The Real Brian Show is a production of Five Fourteen Media at Five Fourteen mediaempirecom